Welcome to the Therapy Thoughts Podcast. This is Tiffany Rowe. I'm a clinical mental health counselor and psychology teacher in Utah, and I want to change the mental health game. The Therapy Thoughts Podcast is all about breaking down therapy-related topics and making mental health information easy to understand and super accessible. So join me for quick and direct educational episodes and some deeper dives with experts from around the world. Together, we are going to break down stigma. We're going to help each other make peace with mind, body, and food. We're going to make therapy cool and invest time in our mental health. Let's do it here, one therapy thought at a time. What is up, my Therapy Thoughts fam? Back on this mic. I feel like I should address some trust issues here really quick before we jump into inner child work. You know, I have been on and off this mic. I've been inconsistent, and I want to address that and let you know I'm back with commitment this time. And I've probably said that before, but, you know, things got really tricky for me last year. Um, I was open about the death of my dad on the podcast, and after that, I really just had to step away and focus on my grief and my healing and figuring out life after loss. And I really have wanted to honor myself and practice what I preach and only do things when I'm ready to do them. I don't know why, but now I feel ready. And so I want you to settle in and cozy up knowing that the Therapy Thoughts podcast is back on track. I'm super excited because I now have a podcast manager who's helping me schedule, manage, and keep things on track with the podcast. I also have a new studio space, so you might notice that the audio is sounding way better. I'm super pumped about that. So hopefully the audio allows you to hear the content and the important messaging clearer and better than ever. So thanks for sticking around with me through my ups and downs. I mean, isn't that what Therapy Thoughts is all about and mental health? There's no perfection. There's only progress and learning and adapting. So thanks for being here with me. I super appreciate it. You are my fam. And so today, I really wanted to finally jump into a topic that is probably in my top five passions, inner child work. Inner child work is a pillar of my personal mental health, y'all. Inner child work has inspired much of my work, my personal recovery, my goals in life, how I work as a therapist. I mean, inner child work is a hardcore pillar. I would couple that with the pillars of mindfulness and shame resilience. The three work really well together, but I use those three to kind of inform how I deal with my feelings, how I feel, deal, heal, how I operate as a therapist, how I navigate my own mental health. So I've wanted to do this podcast episode for a long time. And now is the perfect time because I'm actually finally launching my inner child work course. Y'all have been asking for that for a long time. As you know, I have a school where I talk about topics in depth and give you real tools that just aren't accessible or part of the education system. And now you can get the inner child work course over on tiffanyrow.com. So for those of you who are listening to this and curious about inner child work, but you want more, this is it. I am not exaggerating when I say this is probably my best course. 
it's it's super robust. I I put a lot of time and energy into this. It has four meditations. It has a 75 minute lecture. It has 90 minutes of Q&A audio. It's got a 22 page workbook. Like I made this because I wanted a one-stop shop for anyone who was ready to do inner child work. If you want to reclaim your power, if you want to make peace with yourself, if you know, if you want to be able to connect with your authentic self and reparent yourself, this is what this course is all about. I stand by it. I love it. Check it out on tiffanyrow.com if that calls you. But if you're just here for the podcast today, don't you worry because I'm going to introduce you to inner child work and anyone and everyone listening to this can have a starting point for this transformational and powerful work. So let's break it down. What is inner child work? What's that mean? What can you expect? So inner child work is any form of self-discovery that's going to help you access a younger piece of you. Now, an FAQ is, does this mean I have to be like a baby version of me or an elementary school age me? No, it's any younger version of you. So let's say you're like me, you're 36. Can you do inner child work with a version of you in your 20s? Absolutely. The whole picture here is to have an empowering relationship with yourself and to build this relationship. And so any younger version of you is qualified for this work. It's you, after all. There's no point we want to cut off. So I want you to think about helping younger versions of yourself, considering their experiences, the emotions, the the life that they were living. And the general idea is that if you make an effort to contact this younger version of you, to listen to them, to communicate with them, and to nurture this younger version of you, that it's going to transform your life. You're going to have integrity. You're going to have congruence. You're going to have breakthroughs. You can heal wounds and you learn to meet your needs. That's the big overarching thing here is you alone know you perfectly and completely. It's you. It you from day one. You know your feelings. You know what it was like to be little you, to be younger you. You know the complexities of your mental health. And so inner child work is all about stepping into your own power to meet your needs, to heal your wounds now as an adult. Now as an adult, you have power. You have flexibility. You have freedom. You have the cognitive capacity, you have the boundaries, you have the tools and skills at your disposal so that you can step in and begin this healing. How does that start? How do we do that? Well, you simply become aware. So you have to be aware that you have thoughts and feelings today that are influenced by younger you, right? Like this is really about developmental science, which I break down a lot in the course. But to simplify here, Whatever has happened to you in your developmental years influences who you are today, right? So not just your biology and your genetics, but all of the social experiences you have, the emotional experiences, the family you come from, your culture, your environment, all of this comes together to influence how you show up in the world today. And a lot of those experiences aren't pretty, aren't perfect. And you know what? That's the case for all of us. None of our needs were perfectly met. All of us developed self-defeating beliefs along the way. All of us developed wounds because we're not robots. That's just what happens no matter how good we had it. So by becoming aware, we understand some of these disconnects and we say, you know what? I can step into my power. I can meet my needs 
And by being aware of how my past influences my today, I can bridge this gap and I can become a very active part of my life. I'm not just going to react out of conditioning. I'm not just going to react out of trauma or pain. I'm not just going to react like 16-year-old me or 7-year-old me or have these developmental experiences you know, determine my everyday life. I'm going to become aware and step into my power and accountability and responsibility and learn how to show up for myself and therefore make choices that are aligned with my values, make choices that make sense with my goals and who I want to be. And I get to start to be aware and conscious and not just reactive from an inner child's point of view. So when we begin this inner child work, what we do is we acknowledge that we have wounds. We acknowledge that we have unmet needs. We then begin to accept responsibility for meeting our own needs as an adult. This is a big reminder face tattoo moment. You are responsible for meeting your needs. And when we're children, we're not, right? But it's hard to shift out of that. And when we carry these childhood views or self-defeating beliefs with us, a lot of us operate from a victim stance. So what's really cool about inner child work is we say, whoa, I'm an adult now and I am responsible for meeting my own needs and I get to treat myself the way I should have been treated. I'm going to treat myself better than I had. I'm going to meet my needs better than they were met. I'm going to validate my feelings better than they were validated. I'm going to give myself compassion like I needed even if it feels incongruent and even if we don't believe we deserve those things, we start this relationship because that's how we change our game. That's how we feel deal heal. We're responsible for doing it. No one else is coming in to save us. As an adult, it's on us. I'm not saying that invalidates the pain we've experienced. I'm saying there's hope for us and we can work on this and we can build a loving and nurturing safe relationships with ourselves. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So we begin to feel, deal, and heal on an ongoing basis. We do this every day. This isn't just some checkbox that happens one time. Inner child work is building a relationship with yourself. So you connect and support different ages of you by meeting your needs and processing your experiences and beliefs. And you do this like a loving and warm parent. So let's say you blow it at work and you get a bad review or you have a bad day at school or at home, whatever. You're going to stop and instead of berating yourself and criticizing yourself and just going down that self-doubt hole, I want you to stop and put your hands on your cheeks and be like, I got you, baby girl. I hear you. It's okay to make mistakes. I know how you feel. This is hard. And dude, that is not easy, right? Like when, when we are in our way of being and just in our negative self-talk and in our criticisms and we believe from childhood that we don't matter and we're never going to be good enough and we're in our we're in our perfectionism stuff how powerful when we stop and we understand that i can treat myself better i can act like a loving and warm parent to myself and i understand why i treat myself in these defeating ways that comes from this experience or this time in my development and i'm going to reclaim that i'm going to build that bridge i'm going to give myself grace and i'm going to do better for myself that's the big idea here it's really really cool you build a relationship with yourself and you do it at different ages another faq is like is it just one inner child again no any time in your life that needs loving attention and nurturance and support and self-correction is part of inner child work. So you're going to have 
inner children, multiple ages that we're going to be dealing with. So start being a loving parent to each of them. Now, big disclaimer, another FAQ that I got to talk about. Inner child work does not mean you hate your parents. There's a lot I can say about this. One, we are hardwired to want to protect our parents because we're egocentric as children. Egocentric means we see the world revolving around us. Things happen because of us. We have magical thinking. We idealize our parents. So if mom's an alcoholic and is abusive, you don't look at mom and say, hey, you have a problem. You need to deal with your stuff. I'm moving out. You're seven. You say, oh no, something's wrong with me. Why is she so mad at me? This is my fault. That's egocentrism. We blame ourselves. We, we believe we are responsible for things in the world. So it's very, very normal for adults to come into my office and to say, I want to protect my parents. I feel bad. If I talk about these experiences, if I talk about their mistakes, I feel like I'm betraying them. I'm not honoring my parents. Like there's all this stuff that we try to work through. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm going to resolve that for you right here and right now, especially when it's developmentally appropriate. The problem is as adults, it keeps us stuck when we're unable to differentiate from our parents, the impact they've had on our lives or take responsibility now for healing ourselves. So I just want to point that out, that that's a normal reaction and that you have permission to step into responsibility for yourself. You don't have to protect your parents. You know whose job it is to protect them? Them. Just like it's your job to protect you, right? So now is the time to recognize this doesn't mean you hate your parents, but also it's it's not your job to not do work on yourself or not heal or not progress in your life because of how they may feel. You are not freaking responsible for your parents' feelings. This doesn't mean you hate them. This doesn't mean you disrespect them, which, by the way, may be totally appropriate. If you want to hate your caretaker or disrespect them, you know what? That might be part of your journey. I'm not saying you have to, but I'm just saying this work is about you. It's not even about them. So you don't have to hate your folks to do this. You don't have to hate your caretakers. What you do have to do is step into standing by yourself, getting your own back, believing that you are worthy of healing that your boundaries matter, your thoughts matter, your feelings matter. And in doing that, you may have to acknowledge they blew it. Maybe they made mistakes. And that's okay because guess what? They are wounded children too with their own journeys that we can't fix. You're only responsible for you. So what inner child work means, it doesn't actually mean you hate your folks. It means that you are taking responsibility for now meeting your needs. You're responsible for self-care now. And you are moving forward with empowerment and mindfulness. This work means that they too have their own stuff they got to work on and you can't do it. We cannot change them. We cannot control them. We cannot fix it for them. And they can't fix it for us. So this is really healthy boundary work of saying, this doesn't mean I hate you, but this means I'm not going to ignore myself anymore. I am responsible for this healing. There's a lot of power in this fam. They have their work. You have your work. We all have developmental pains and that's okay. You can start beginning to feel, deal, and heal yourself. All we are responsible for is healing our own trauma. Only we can take on self-care. We are responsible for meeting our needs. Empowerment is in our hands.
And the same goes to them. I would have the same conversation with our folks. So start to start to wrestle with that. It's, it's real. Now, keep in mind that when you connect to your inner child, y'all got to show up for them. I don't want any of you starting to be buttholes to yourself, especially not to younger you. So I want you to be ready to do the work. You're going to have to lean in and show up for them. So let me tell you about my first experience doing inner child work. When I was learning this, my mentor um, started guiding me through a visualization. And so like adult me, adult Tiffany is like visualizing the mountains here in Utah. And I'm like walking up this path and we enter this meadow and I visualize a young child. It's younger me, Tiffy. And she's like elementary school age. I can still see the dress she's wearing and like her long hair and braids. I see her and we connect for like the first time. And I had before the visualization, I'm like, dude, this is kind of scary. I don't know what's going to pop up. Like what's inner child work all about? So I share this story for you to know it was super cool. It was super peaceful. And when I saw her, we had a conversation. I was like, what's up? I'm you. I'm big you. We make it. I'm here for you. Like, what do you want to do today? I'm here to spend some time with you. And adult me, you know, like outside of this visualization, outside of this moment, I have all kinds of preconceived notions of like what my inner child needs, what I would do if I talked to her, like what she needs to work on. But what's really rad about this work is in that visualization, I was listening to her. And Tiffy came up with a, an idea I totally had no like anticipation of. She's like, let's ride bikes. And I was like, cool, I'm down. And little me said, yeah, but my bike's broken. And this connects to an experience I had as a young child where my bike was broken. I won't go into the details of why that was, but it was a painful memory and moment in my life. And little Tiffy was like, my bike's broken. We can't do it. And big me showed up and I said, ain't no thing. I'll fix it. And I fixed her bike and we rode bikes and it was empowering. It was peaceful. It was healing. I will never forget that memory. It's, it's strong in my brain. Um, but I had to lean in and listen and I had to be ready to do what she wanted to do. So if your little child shows up to you and is like, yo, let's chase lizards y'all better be ready. <laughs> if they show up and they say, let's dress up. I want to wear a princess dress. You got to bust out that costume. You know what I'm saying? I had to go ride bikes and start connecting to inner child through this experience, which was really fun. And so I encourage you to get in tune with this piece of you and what do they want to do? Can you take responsibility and connect to your younger self? Can you listen to them? Can you go to a pet store? Can you blow bubbles, do cartwheels, read a fairy tale book, what is it that they want? And when you get quiet enough and settle into this work, you get out of your adult cognitive thinking mind and connect to the younger version of yourself who actually may have a different idea than you. Now, keep in mind, if you can't connect with your inner child or it's difficult to do that, that's normal. Visualization is a skill and it's not like readily practiced by most and it may not be that easy for you. It's another reason I created my course, just to give you a lot of different options and ways to connect with them. If like visualizing them in that way, you're missing the mark, that's really hard for you. Don't feel hopeless. There's a lot of ways to do this work. 
And um, I don't have time in this podcast to break all of those down, but visualization is one powerful way, but there's lots of ways to do that. Um, one I suggest is grabbing a picture of little you. If you have an old school Polaroid or you have a digital version, put it on the dashboard of your car, uh, put it on your bathroom mirror, put it on as your phone home screen and just start taking you everywhere and being like, what's up? You're with me. I care about you. I want to connect to you. And in fact, I would challenge you to do that with an age of you that feels difficult to do so. So for me, I think about junior high me and I'm like, yeesh, man, she was awkward. I really felt like I didn't fit in. I had a ton of insecurities. I had a lot of self-doubt. I had just a lot of hard things happening, different experiences of like rejection, social questions at the time. And so I look at pictures of me um, in junior high and I just kind of almost go like, yeesh, I want to look away. So I want to I want to grab that picture. I want to make her front and center and connect and show up like a loving parent and to let her know she's enough. She's valuable. She's worthy. So that's something you can do. Like what age you need your attention. And interestingly enough, again, our adult mind has all these like ideas and analysis of our life. And you may say, well, it needs to be this age, but you may find your gut and your inner wisdom says it's a different age. So just go with that. Try not to force it. Just whatever comes up with you, honor that. Grab a picture. That's another really cool way to connect. Uh, let's switch here into some more ideas with uh, connecting to your inner child. This work is one that we all have to take on. Um, we have to recognize that our folks were imperfect. That's uncomfortable. But I want to empower you to know that your needs, your feelings, your deepest struggles, your dreams, you know them. You can do this work and you can be an imperfect parent to yourself. You're still the one responsible for it. So it's okay if you don't know what you're doing. It's okay if you trip around. It's okay if this is uncomfortable. It's okay if you don't perfectly love yourself. And it's okay if the little you doesn't perfectly love you. What we're doing here is bridging this gap and building a relationship. So I want you to move forward with confidence and grace, knowing that you're the one for the job. Disclaimer before I share a couple more ideas. This works intense, right? I bet you're feeling some feels as we listen to this. If you have a history of trauma, you got to be working with a mental health professional as you do this work. Because if we're dealing with developmental trauma, complex trauma, Emotions will surface, trauma will surface, triggers, strong feelings. So if you are vulnerable, if this is tender, if you need some extra support, I want to validate you in knowing that's super, super, super normal, that this is emotional work and we don't want to destabilize you or deregulate you beyond your ability to cope. So make sure you have a support system. Make sure you're working with your doc, your treatment team, and a therapist. Okay. A couple more ideas for the podcast. How about writing a letter to your inner child? We've talked about, you know, the visualization idea. We've talked about carrying a picture around and just, you know, what inner child work is. But another way that anyone can start this work is to write yourself a letter. And I want you to literally write. I prefer that over typing because you're engaging the hemisphere of your brain. We are, you know, integrating sensory and emotion. So write it if you can if that's something you're able to do and say, dear blank, dear seven-year-old me, dear 11-year-old me, dear 19-year-old me, dear three-year-old me, and then introduce yourself. Hey, I'm older you, it me. Here's how old I am now. 
And then I want you to write, how do you feel about your inner child? And just start to have an open dialogue. Maybe you feel apprehensive. Maybe you don't trust yourself. Maybe you feel distant. Maybe you feel scared, whatever it is. And then I want you to acknowledge what your younger child is going through, this younger version of yourself is going through. You live here. You're feeling this. You're struggling with this. You're succeeding in this. I know this is what you're going through. Acknowledge them. Look at them. And I want you to validate them. How you're feeling right now is valid. It matters. Give them some affirmation in this letter. You belong. I believe in you. I know your feelings are important. I have felt what you feel and you're not alone. And then I want you to make a commitment in this letter. And you may need to pause and rewind this podcast to get this all down. That's fine. I'm here for you now. That's my commitment. I'm big you and you deserve blank. You deserve consistency. You deserve integrity. You deserve validation and compassion and grace and to be heard and seen and accepted. Insert any of the needs of your younger self. You deserve fun. You deserve to be a kid. You deserve to not have to grow up so fast, whatever it is for you. And then I want you to write what you're committed to. Hey, I'm going to write you every day. I'm going to check in again on Sunday. Um, I'm going to talk to you anytime. I'm going to meet your basic needs. I'm going to keep a promise to you. I'm going to have fun more, or I'm going to set boundaries and go to bed earlier. Whatever it is, you could be as specific or as, as you know, general as you want. Then I want you to sign it, say, love, you know, me, sign it. That's a really cool place to start to foster this connection. Again, if you can't visualize or you maybe don't have memories or you feel disconnected, we just start where we start and see what this brings up. And maybe right now, pause and check in with yourself. Like, what am I feeling even as I listen to this idea? How's that feel in my body? Uh, remember, if at any time this feels overwhelming or triggering, you can walk away. You can opt in and opt out at any time. That's probably a sign that this is tender or maybe your coping skills are being maxed. Maybe you're kind of at the edge of your window of tolerance and you may need some more skills or support in place to be able to manage and regulate those emotions and that's okay. Listen to that guide, honor that, take breaks, walk away if you need to, call your therapist. Um, this is ongoing work. We're not looking to overwhelm you or dysregulate you or throw you into dissociation. We want this to be fostering a deeper connection to yourself. We want you to heal, but this ain't no joke. This could be heavy work. So trust your gut, take breaks if you need to. We're in this for the long haul, fam. I'm going to give you one more idea just because I want everyone to have access to this work. Again, we are barely scratching the surface here. Um, just reminding you, my inner child work course is out now. And if you want to dive deep and if you're just like, this is just wetting your palate and you want more, my course is here for you. Um, and it'll give you a lot more ideas. But, you know, for the sake of the podcast, I hope I hope this gives you a really great place to start. If I had to kind of say there's like an umbrella approach, like what are the steps to inner child work on any given day? If I'm quote unquote doing inner child work, like what the freak does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis in your busy life? And I came up with three steps of how to be a loving parent to your inner child. Okay. Ready for the three steps? Step one, listen. Step two, validate. Step three, teach. So how to be a loving parent to your inner child in three steps, listen, validate, teach. And that's day in, day out. 
I don't care how busy you are. I don't care where you are in your life or what's going on or the state of your mental health. Anyone, anywhere, at any time can practice inner child work by listening, validating, and teaching. So listening, I want you to listen to yourself. What are the needs that are flaring up? Did you just have a huge emotional response? Are you losing your cool? Are you overwhelmed? If you're triggered, I want you to listen to yourself. When unmet needs and childhood beliefs surface, when your self-talk is going super negative, don't avoid it. Don't shove it down. Take a moment to tune in and ask, what's up? That's the listening. So let's say you're in your kitchen cooking and you have like a super negative thought about yourself. Stop and listen. What's up? What's going on? Why am I having this thought? So listening, okay? Step two is validate. I want you to get your back. Validation is the cure we all need. I want you to value, validate yourself. The magic words you can always say if you don't know what else to say is, it's okay to feel this. Or you could say, yeah, you feel anxious because diet culture is constantly telling you you shouldn't eat food. That would be validating after listening. So take time to validate yourself. See why what is happening is happening and acknowledge the experience. Your feelings matter to me. It's okay to feel this. This feeling is important. That is this inner child work on an ongoing basis. We're trying to build this awareness and connection to self. Number three is teach. And this is crucial. So listening and validating is crucial as well. But inner child work is parenting yourself. And so we got to teach kids how to act. We got to teach them boundaries and assertiveness and self-care. And so many of us didn't have that. So now it's on you. That's the accountability. Step three, teach. This is where the magic happens. So do you teach yourself to set a boundary? Are you going to have that assertive conversation? Are you going to teach yourself some breathing skills or relaxation skills? Are you going to teach a reframing belief like, hey, we don't talk to ourselves that way anymore? Are you going to challenge a thought that is harmful? Are you going to protect yourself? Are you going to allow emotion to flow and say, no, I can feel this. It's safe to cry. This matters. Are you going to take a time out because you're about to lose your cool? Are you going to check the facts? Are you going to look at pros and cons? Maybe you're going to self-soothe. Maybe you're going to hold yourself. Maybe there's some self-correction. You have to think about all of these different ideas and implement them. That's all inner child work. So listen, validate, teach. I want you all to give yourself a big hug for doing this work. When we step into being a loving parent to ourselves, we have power to feel, deal, and heal without limit. So every moment of every day, you can be woke to your true values and goals of healings. And I'm in this work with you. I love it. Head over to tiffanyrow.com to grab the inner child work course now to go deeper and to learn so much more. You deserve it. You are worthy and lovable as you are. And little you is such a badass warrior. Thanks for getting there back today and joining this episode. Till next time, may you be well. I appreciate you tuning in and supporting the Therapy Thoughts podcast. If you want to dive deeper into intuitive eating and body image and self-love, head over to tiffanyrow.com. It's the hub of all of my courses, the podcast, my merch, and information about doing counseling and coaching with me. I hope you guys stick around for more. We have lots of exciting interviews and thought leaders coming onto the podcast. So until next time, may you be well.